Good evening and welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with Stephanie Burke and the silent assassin, Matt Costa. Science advisor, Matt Moniz, is off for the evening. He's actually going to be traveling, so he took tonight off to get ready. So, we don't have him here. But we miss him. Immensely. Do we? Just kidding. (laughs) And if you're listening, Moniz... Have a very safe trip. All right. We are here, as we are each and every Saturday night, to talk about the paranormal. Uh, a little bit of a late start tonight, thanks to the Red Sox and also some technical issues. But we think that we are broadcasting live on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com. So you can see me picking my nose right now. I, I was just rubbing it, I swear. And uh, we also are broadcasting live on WBSM, of course, and the Radio Pub app. So there's numerous ways to enjoy the program while it's live. And you can also check it out in its recorded versions, uh, both both on YouTube, hopefully, and on iTunes and wherever else podcasts are found. So I saw you move your hand, Matt, in an aggravated fashion. What's going on? We losing anything? We lost everything. We lost everything? I'm about to put my fist through that computer, which is brand new, by the way. This is not good. <sighs> We're good. Everything happens for a reason. That reason is that we should probably just stop doing the show. Well, then I would cry because you just brought me on. Like, we really need to just stop this because this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous that we're nine years into this and we still have these types of problems. But it's technology. That's what Yeah, we're going to stop. From now on, we're just going to have the radio show. There'll be no more video. There'll be no more audio podcast. That's it. Listen live from 10 to midnight, and if you don't, you lose out. Is Is that a little too extreme? I think you might get some angry messages later. You know, whatever. We've been doing this for nine years. We have to come in on Saturday nights. We have to give up our Saturday nights to do the show. Why can't everybody else tune in when we're doing it live and call in? We could. Why does it always have to be just us talking? This is true. Sorry. I don't mean to let frustration get the best of me. That's okay. We'll fire you later. That's that's perfectly fine. Then All I get right. to then I get to go out on Saturday nights again. But uh, like I ever <laughs> I was going to say, where do you go? Like on I Saturday ever did nights? before. Uh, but we do have some special guests joining us tonight. It will be uh, members of the cast of Pretty Paranormal, I believe, is the name that they're currently working with. There's, there's, there's been a few name changes, but we'll check in with them and find out exactly what's going on. But basically, it's going to be a new web series uh, which will feature five former Playboy playmates investigating the paranormal. They're new to the field, and uh, they will share with us some of the ideas that they have for the series, where they want to go with it, and how they want to take their investigations uh, coming up in just a moment. But I know that somebody was trying to call in, and I don't know if this is uh, one of our special guests on the line. Let me see if I can check the phone software here. Oh, yeah, that's got to be one of our special guests. Okay, somebody had been waiting to call in uh, to ask a question on the program. Uh, We will definitely have the phone lines open later on, but for right now, we do have our special guests joining us from Pretty Paranormal. We'll bring them up here, and uh, we'll plug this one in. Oh, I just dropped one of them off. Hopefully, they can call back in. (laughs) Hello, who do we have on the line here? This is Irina Voronina calling from Los Angeles. Hi, Irina. How are you? This is Tim, and you're on with Stephanie and Matt as well. Awesome. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you? Hey, what's up? Good. I finally got through. Yeah, we've been I having some have issues here. I a couple numbers, but uh, it's all good now. And whoever was just calling in on the other line that I gave you guys, I accidentally just cut them off. So uh, hopefully I they tried can... every line before I got to this one, actually, so it could have been me still. We're having all kinds, all of a sudden we're having all kinds of technical problems here. The computers crashed, our website crashed, the chat room crashed. Everything just seems to oh be going goodness. haywire all at once. Mercury retrograde was already over. <laughs> What's See? going on now? <laughs> 
Well, that's one of the things, yeah. That's one of the things we tried to blame it on, but it's really just our own incompetence. <laughs> Uh, too much partying, 4th of July. I'm just fan. <laughs> Not up here. We had a hurricane. Really? Yes. East Coast, Massachusetts. So we, we got the best of, uh, Hurricane Arthur. We were, uh, oh my we were goodness, under a lot of water. <laughs> there was no partying to be done on our end yesterday. So everybody's celebrating uh, the 5th instead. We had lots of fireworks tonight. Lots of commotion coming. So, and we're here instead. <laughs> Well, hey, I, you're dedicated. Yes, we are. We love our ghosts. We love our paranormal. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, Irina, we want to ask you, uh, I've seen that there's been a few name changes, but is Pretty Paranormal the name that you're you're going forward with right now? Um, we're in between Pretty Paranormal and Prettiest Paranormal. Okay. Because apparently somebody owns a domain name, Pretty Paranormal. Yes. And they also claim that they trademarked it, which they haven't. And um, we shot the pilot around the same time they picked up the domain name. So it's really hard to tell at this point who was there first. And, you know, we're not, we don't want to sue anybody or fight. If uh, there is a problem, we're just going to go with prettiest paranormal. Let's put it this way. Okay, well, and, and so we'll stick with that uh, throughout the course of the discussion. But uh, if people want to go and, and find out anything about this while we're discussing it, the website is prettyparanormal.net. Yes, that's correct. For right now, because everything, all, all our social media and our website was built as pretty paranormal, and that's how you find us, as well as our fundraising campaign on Indiegogo. You can just search for pretty paranormal, and you come across our trailer. Okay, and I think that we have someone else on the line here, so let's bring this call in as well. Uh, good evening. You are also on Spooky South Coast. Who do we have on the line? Hello? Well, I guess we lost that one, but we, we still have Irina, right? Yes. Okay. So we'll figure this out. This, see, that's the thing. is like a lot of these paranormal shows that you guys will be out there doing and, and, and joining in on. You'll find that a lot of them are done you know, uh, over the Internet and with blog talk and all these things. And uh-huh. with us, you know, we actually work out of a real radio studio, which is supposed to make things easier. But it, <laughs> it just makes them that much worse. <laughs> oh, well. So now we get a news line call coming in, uh, and I don't seem to have that coming through our line. So, oh boy, we'll figure this out as we go along. All right, we're professional. <laughs> we promise. Yes, <laughs> we're we're usually much better than this. No worries. Hey, things happen. So you said that um, you know that you've actually shot the pilot a while ago. When did all of this project start to come together? Uh, we shot a pilot about uh, I don't know three or four years ago, probably four years ago at this point. And it was shopped around by different networks, and everybody loved it. Everybody was very entertained by it, but um, nobody was sure that it was for their TV network. That's unfortunate part. And our producer, Harlan, it was his baby project. So he never gave up the hope, and now, you know, with the whole um, social media era and how we all have amazing followers on Twitter and Facebook, uh, he thought that with Indiegogo crowdfunding and utilizing our fans, it would be possible to finance the project independently. And he decided to bring it back. And we all agreed all the girls are on board. All the original cast members from four years ago are on board. So each one of you is a, a former Playboy Playmate. Uh, different different um, years and different times, I would assume, right? Yes, yes. We're all Playboy Playmates. 
clearly not from the last four years, but yeah. But yeah. Uh, so and we're all friends too. We all have known each other for a long time. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Is it, you know, did you have the opportunity to work together on different projects before coming together for this? Oh yeah, absolutely. We all know each other, especially being playmates. You know, not from like the last few years we all worked together numerous numbers of times traveled together shared rooms and more and we all know each other because one of the issues that we have a lot of times with paranormal shows especially is they'll bring people together who might have a lot of experience in the field but they don't have a lot of uh experience working with one another so well at least you guys have that chemistry already Working together in a paranormal field may not, you know, <laughs> be equal to an experience standing next to each other in a bunny costume. That's true. Too, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, we know each other enough. I'm pretty sure we're not going to get into, like, crazy fights or anything. Though, you never know. <laughs> well, that, well, that makes for good television. Well, even paranormal people come from all different backgrounds. I know we all wear different hats at different times. But we all use. wear the same black shirts. Yes, all matching black shirts. Um, but we all have that, that interest in the passion of the paranormal. Um, how did you guys even discover all of, you know, you're all friends, you all do different projects. I've read your, your bios as well. You all have very many projects and wear different hats. But how did you all discover that you had an interest in the paranormal? Well, I think our producer, Harlan Friedman, he was trying to cast the show, and we were all, we went through like two or three rounds of interviews before we were selected. And I think every single one of the girls has a huge interest in paranormal, or um, like in my case, actually, I never seen a ghost. I never had an experience of interaction, but it's something I always been willing to do. Like, I'm very, like, spiritually connected to my dead relatives, mm-hmm. and they come to me in my dreams. You know, and coming from Russia, it's a little different background than here. Absolutely. And I'm very, you know, I'm very skeptical about a lot of things. And I believe in afterlife. I believe in spirits. I believe in ghosts. Yet I never had the experience. And for me, it would be a dream come true to actually um, have the evidence that such things exist. Well, we do have, I believe we have Heather on the line joining us on this line. Are you there, Heather? I am. Hello. Excellent. Sorry that we're having some trouble with the phones here. That's okay. I know um, things can happen like that. <laughs> and, you know, normally if it's paranormal, we can blame it on the paranormal activity. But, you know, we've had we've had the studio blessed. Like, literally, we've had uh, a, well, a lay demonologist today. come in and... and and bless the studio. And Stephanie here is a, a, a psychic medium in addition to being our co-host, and she can pick oh, up on nice. the spirits that are in here. So. We and have you, a few. But everything yeah. is good. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens. So we were talking with Irina about the idea of coming together for this, and I know that, Heather, you have a little bit of a paranormal background. I do. I actually do. Um, I mean, it starts primarily with my heritage. Um, I do. I, my grandfather is actually half Cherokee, so... Naturally, we are very um, spiritual, and my one of my great grandfathers is also a uh, pastor. So, I come from a very spiritual, religious family. Um, very open-minded with everything, but you know, we definitely believe in good and the bad and everything in between that. Um, which I think has been part of the reason why I've been able to have these experiences um, and why I can sense things. My family is very sensitive to. Um, paranormal and anything, you know, that is paranormal. So it is kind of, you know, like on the, I don't know if you guys have seen, you know, little clips from the first time we shot, but I was the only person out of the group of us that actually sensed anything, saw something, and actually caught it on camera. 
which is kind of interesting. But, um, yeah, no, I am um, just very sensitive and tuned into it, I guess. <laughs> and it takes, a, you know, uh, it really takes working together as a as a, as a unit in order to, to kind of yeah. make a lot of this stuff happen, too. I mean... Oh, most definitely, because, you know, with that, like, I just had this sense that something was there, but I didn't know I caught anything until... Harlan, I don't know if it was Irene or probably there's a couple of the other girls who were, because I went into room by myself. And it's... Did we lose her? No, I don't know. Are you still... Who, Did we lose Heather? I think we might have lost her a little bit there, and I Sorry, know... am I here? Oh, there, I there you are. There you are. <laughs> I hit the mute button on my phone. Ah, okay, well, we've all been there. <laughs> um, I don't know where I left off with what you guys heard last. Um, well, I know you... it does take... I'm sorry. What was that? Well, we were talking about you know the the idea of uh, of a, of having to sometimes it takes being together for people to realize what's going yeah. on. The more than just it, one person experiencing it. It does exactly you know because I had this feeling and I had this sense that there's something there. I happened to turn around and you know everyone who was actually in another room watching the live feed from my camera, they're the ones who actually saw what I couldn't see but I sensed was there. You know, so it was one of those where you kind of all worked together to even realize that anything was captured and, you know, caught. Um, but it also takes the whole group of everybody pulling, you know, some type of something out because there may, you know, the spirit may be more attached to one person than the other. And, you know, it definitely takes the group unit to be strong. And for us, since, I mean, let's face it, we are all girls. <laughs> like, this isn't, hasn't been our profession. So naturally, we're going to be a little bit more you know, scaredy cats and not wanting to go and do things by ourselves. Well, but I mean, not necessarily. I mean, it, it may seem that way at first, but we, we always yeah. say that, uh, you know, when, when it comes to the paranormal, when it comes to experiencing ghostly activity for the first time, it, you, when you're faced with that, you're either going to run away from it or you're going to run toward it. And yeah, you, exactly. you know pretty much right away which type of person you're going to be. Yeah, I'll run towards something that feels friendly and nice and something that's not, I will leave it. <laughs> it's life-changing no matter what you experience, whether you actually see a ghost or not. And I, I joke all the time, anybody that's been out the field with me i am a psychic medium i have been able to talk to the dead since i can remember and i'm terrified of the dark i have to sleep with a nightlight and that is a true confession so <laughs> you don't know what's there i mean there are sometimes too and everyone i sleep with the bible next to my bed every night it, right. it's there doesn't move and sometimes like i will have i'll wake up you know my boyfriend makes fun of me all the time well it doesn't really make fun of me but tries to calm me down because there was one time in our previous apartment that we lived in and pretty positive that there was something in there. Um, I would wake up same exact time every single night for two weeks straight, like, you know, feeling I was being held down by something that, you know, whenever I'd have those experiences, my Bible goes underneath my pillow there all the time, and I'm just on my boyfriend, you know, like, mm -hmm. a little freaked out, but, you know, it's it's one of those things I would rather have a few nights like that a week you know a year a month or whatever still have this connection and you know ability to sense something absolutely some people go their whole lives and totally close-minded and they don't realize that there's a whole other world out there that actually yeah exists. exactly i mean i appreciate it it does have its moments where it's scary but for the most part i i really i appreciate it i feel more connected to my friends and family that have passed on you know and right more comforted with losing somebody that's close to me because of it. Well, we do have joining us on the line. Is it, is it pronounced Pilar? Pilar. Okay, we have her joining us on the line as well. Good evening, Pilar. Are you there? 
Hi, guys. Hi. Yeah, I am. <laughs> all right, I'm going to try locking you in, too, so that we have all the all three women locked in here, and, and hopefully we won't drop anybody if any calls come in. <laughs> By the way, you guys, I have to go really soon, so I would love to maybe take one more question and then uh, hand it over to Pilar and Heather, if that's okay. This sure. Is Irina. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you then, uh, since we, we have one more question to ask you, uh, where do you want to go? What is what is one place that you want to be able to investigate as part of this web series? Um, uh, one place I would love to investigate would probably be um, Restaurant Brentwood, and um, I think it's Little River, South Carolina, where I happened to visit a few weeks ago, and I met the owners, and they told me... So many ghost stories that I was very intrigued by the place. They I mean, even identified every single ghost. Wow! In the restaurant, which used to be a bed and breakfast place, and before that it was another restaurant, and before that it was a residence, and there were some very uh, strange deaths in the place. Uh, I would really love to come back there. And, the girl. and so for you, it's it's you like to be able to go somewhere you can kind of make a you know it's not about necessarily going to uh, you know the White House and talking to Abraham Lincoln. It's more about being able to make that personal connection with the spirit. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I want to see things because I'm the skeptical one of the group, and I've never seen a ghost. I've never experienced anything that remotely felt paranormal. Mm-hmm. So I'm opened. Actually, going in the field at night, you know, grabbing the equipment or whatever it is, or not, I would love to um, try out a spirit box that is talked about a lot. Do you guys use spirit box in your investigations? I mean, we have them, we utilize them. Um, we don't necessarily always trust what comes through them, but we've had some pretty interesting experiences with them. Yeah, this is something I would definitely would love to look into and to go through the recordings. And, yeah, it really intrigues me. All right. Well, we thank you very much for joining us. I know that uh, you know we had to shift some things around with the game going too long, so we thank you for the, for the time that you could give us. And thank you so much for having us, and um, mm-hmm. thanks, ladies, Pilar and Heather, for taking over. I love you, girls. Talk soon. Bye. We'll talk Bye. to you soon. Uh, bye-bye. Thank you so much. All right, good night, Irina. We will press that button so that you can uh, disconnect there, and there we go. We didn't hang up anybody. So, Pilar and Heather, you're still with us, right? We're still here. Yeah, yeah we're still here. <laughs> this is like a major victory for us to, to not lose everybody when we hung up the phone. So, <laughs> so in putting together now the, the idea to, to do the show and for, for the two of you uh, coming together as part of this team of five, uh, Irina had mentioned that she's the skeptic. Did you each kind of decide to take on a certain role uh, within the investigations, or is it kind of just feeling out and seeing who kind of fills what position? Well, I'll go ahead and I'll answer so that we're not... Stepping all over each other, and then because I kind of feel that it was something more based on our personalities, what um, what our what our role was, you know, in in the group. And I will say that the best part about being a race car driver is that I get to drive the getaway car. When things get really scary, I'm already going to have the engine going. There you go. <laughs> So that was that was one of the good things that I would say about you know, but but I think everything just kind of fell into place based off of our personalities. 
But I did say, I want to be in the driver's seat. I'm not trusting <laughs> anybody else driving to get away. <laughs> but that happens, too. I agree too. with that. <laughs> I was going to say, that happens, though, too, when you need to you need to kind of be out there and have things come organically. No matter what you want to do when you get out in the field, it doesn't always play out that way. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, the, the worst thing you can do is... Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I and then I, the worst thing you can ever do is have like a concrete plan and then not be able to be open to just, you know, whatever, whatever does not fall exactly as the plan goes. So. Right. Sorry, go ahead, Heather. Oh, sorry. And then I guess for me, I'm kind of the more obviously the more open up I've had the experiences, um, the personal experiences and stuff. And I'm kind of, I think, more of the, I guess, probably like the gutsier one, like going off on my own and kind of pushing the boundaries a little bit more. Um, but, you know, then again, it's kind of, it's, it is just of our, our personalities overall, you know, that it really goes off of how we, where we go and all of us feed off of each other. You know, there's a group of us. So if we go off in a pair, you know, our personalities or what we're feeling and our emotions are going to kind of feed off of each other, but I, I guess I've been kind of more of the instigator than the rest of them. I would say that for sure, because <laughs> she was actually in the, in the last last one that we were at, Heather was the first one to actually start detecting anything, and I think honestly, maybe it was because deep down inside, we were all a little kind of scared, <laughs> and Heather was like the one that was absolutely the instigator, but she was the first one that started experiencing, like, this picking up on energy. She was the first one that was like, I saw something, I saw something, let's go back and let's look at the footage, I saw something. So I would actually agree with that 100%. Well, when uh, when Irina was talking, she had mentioned the idea that, uh, you know, some there had been... You had been shopping it to some networks, and nobody really bit. And now you're going forward with the idea of doing this as a web series, uh, which will hopefully get some eyes on the project. Do you feel like by doing that, though, you have more control over how you can present what goes on rather than having to fit? You know, because I, I work in in the not to toot my own horn here, but I work <laughs> in the paranormal TV genre now, and I've noticed that you know you get a lot of notes from the network of how they want you to do things. And with a web yeah. series, you guys kind of control, and you can do it the way that you envision it. Exactly. I would agree Absolutely with that. 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. You know, and, and the, the best thing about it is that each one of us, you know, we have our own different backgrounds, our own different beliefs. And the cool thing about being able to do this on, on a web series is that we can establish exactly who we are and not who the networks want us to be, you know. So I, I would totally agree with that 100%. And also, you know you're, what you're going to be seeing is actually really what happened. It's not going to be edited together the way that the network wants it to appear as though something's happening. Like, everything that happens is literally happening as you're seeing it. You know, it's not going to – it's not like a, a fake, I guess. Or, I don't know. I can't really explain the like what I'm trying to say, but it's more like it's organic. Everything that you're seeing is what's right. happening, and it's not – you know, we're not going to build you up for something that's not our emotions and, like – us running and screaming away scared or whatever, you know, may happen. Yeah. Like, that's literally what is happening at that time. Yeah, we're not doing jump cuts to the commercials so that we can kind of create that manufactured drama for... Right. Exactly. It's going to just pop out right at you as it's happening. <laughs> so there's been, you know, obviously, I'm sure that you guys are well aware of this, but since the project came to light and since uh, especially since you started this Indiegogo campaign and where it got around you know there's, there's been a bit of a backlash in the paranormal community from people who said well you know why do they 
get to go out and make this web series and, and have this project happen when they're new to the paranormal, when there's other people that have been doing it for a long time that don't get that opportunity. But it, it seems to me like you're making that opportunity for yourselves or you're finding a way to make that opportunity for yourselves. We absolutely, oh, absolutely. are. Yeah. And, you, know, you know, anybody can start an Indiegogo. Anyone can do that, you know, and anyone can, you know, especially in the paranormal field, everybody has the equipment. Everyone has, you know, camera with infrared and everyone has that. And it's just how badly do you really want to get what you're seeing, you know, and you're believing everything else out there. You know, it's definitely we are doing this 100% on our own. And the, the one of the criticisms, of course, is the idea that you know, since you're new to the field, uh, yeah. in terms of forming an investigative group, that you're just jumping on the paranormal bandwagon. Well, this well, is actually uh, we we shot this pilot almost about four years ago. So, I mean, we've been we've been doing this for a minute. By no means can I say that we're full blown experts. We're certainly learning as we're going, but it's not like we just you know, decided to go into, you know, filming this right before we, we shot, um, mm-hmm. right before we, we started the Indiegogo campaign. And that's really one of the things that I, I and I, I understand there's been so many different groups, and they've been working really, really hard. And I think that a lot of times people tend to think, oh, things are just given to us, but we work really hard for this. And this is a project that was really true and close to our hearts. And, you know, we're all curious and we slowly, you know, and everyone and has people. to start somewhere. Right. You and, know, oh, everyone who's criticizing us, they were where we were at some point in time, you know. So it's the criticism is, you know, one, it's going to motivate us more, but then two, also, it's, you know, everyone starts in the beginning somewhere. Everybody was a novice at some point in time. Well, let me ask you this then. Do you feel that because you are former Playboy Playmates, do you feel like that actually works more as a hindrance toward uh, being accepted uh, with this project? Absolutely. You know, and there's a lot of times within our life, I'm sure Pilar would agree and any other Playmate who's listening to us um, or even model or anything for that extent, there's always a stereotype around anyone in the industry, you know, who they're trying to, one, accomplish another goal, you know, maybe using their background as a platform or just trying to venture out into something new. That's always going to, somebody somewhere is always going to use that in a negative way towards us, you know, and that's something that we have over the years learned to uh, handle and deal with in a positive way and, you know, ignore the criticism when it comes, but also learn from the criticism to see where, okay, well, maybe where can we go to help maybe change these point of views that people have upon us. One, one thing that I know you're going to learn, sorry, Steph, I didn't mean to interrupt, but one thing you'll definitely learn being in the paranormal for a little while, a lot of jealousy. A lot yeah. of jealousy. <laughs> a lot of drama, too. But um, I think, you know, being a pretty face in general, people are going to judge you no matter what. So you guys have the spotlight on you being, obviously, um, with Playboy. But um, I, I've got it before. I know a lot of women in the paranormal, especially if you are, or in general, out in society. If you have a pretty face, people automatically assume you don't have a brain in your head. And exactly. they try to <laughs> judge you, and they try to bring you down just for that. So I definitely give you guys credit for doing what you're doing and pushing yourself out there even more. Because, let's face it, getting in Playboy magazine isn't exactly the easiest task either. You worked, mm-hmm. you worked hard to get there. And yeah. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> we don't it's hear been that very often. encouraging to see <laughs> yeah. you know the different um, 
female paranormal groups that have reached out and completely embraced this. And I think more and more as people are starting to see that we're not we're not here to make a joke out of things or out of you know, we we certainly don't take life or anything too seriously, but we are serious about about um, investigating. And I think more and more people are starting to become more and more supportive and we're always open to you know, hearing other people's opinions or learning the ropes, you know, and, and I think more and more people are starting to become more embraceful towards us. That's really good. <laughs> you know, and yeah. we've also even talked about, you know, sometimes bringing an actual, like, expert on the show to kind of show us, you know, their way of doing things and to try to learn from them as well, you know, so it's not like we're planning on going and doing things completely blind and, you know beating to our own drum completely like obviously anybody who's starting anything new they want to have some type of a guide or you know type of instruction on how to do things properly you know because i know obviously we don't want to disrespect any spirit or any you know anything out there we don't want to show any disrespect to it so you know getting some type of guidance and expert advice is definitely something that we're open to as well well the uh when you you'll realize pretty quickly that people in the paranormal they love to use the the phrase that there are no experts in the field right. that nobody because yeah. we don't really know what it is that we're researching that nobody right. knows for sure but they do seem to put a hierarchy of knowledge on things and and it's amazing how much they will take away points for you in terms of how much knowledge you can have based on what you look like what you've done yeah. for a living how long you've been in the field you know it doesn't matter you could have the most revolutionary theory that could actually prove the existence of ghosts, but because you haven't been wandering around in the dark every weekend for 15 years, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, all of us, everybody's everybody's playing the dark at some point in time, you know? So that's basically what we're doing. We're All of us are having fun, but we're at the same time taking it seriously. So, you know, and the thing is, is everyone else, all the other people who are involved in other paranormal groups and everything else, they're doing this because they enjoy doing it, which is exactly what we're, you know, we enjoy doing it as well. So... We're really not any different than any of the other groups. You know, we embrace any any advice or any you know anything they have to say to us to help us in our you know along our path. Well, eventually you guys will be able to pick up you know on your own and not even need anybody to teach you because you'll start to discover things on your own. You'll start to learn things on your own and develop your own theories. So anybody that tells you or shoots you down because you are brand new that doesn't mean anything because we all. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you've been on TV for 15 years, paranormal, psychic, anything. We all are still learning. And if you are not willing to learn still, what kind of teacher are you? Absolutely. And I think a lot of it, too, is just, you know, I always give the example that that there's no real right way or wrong way to go investigating for the paranormal activity. I think that, you know, when people first, they report that there's any type of paranormal activity in their house, it's normally something that the kids seeing or something that the kids experiencing. So, and I almost think that if you just go in there with almost that childlike mentality of just being open to things and not, you know, looking at things with, you know, the goggles of perception or anything like that, that's really when you'll start to experience more of it when you're not, you know, I mean, the, the gadgets are great, all the, the tools, the instruments are great, but really what you, what you see with your own eyes is really what you're going to believe. Right, and that's what this field should be about, is your own personal experiences. Um, I think Jeff Belanger said it best one time when we were out on a... um 
on an event together, you can have 20 different meters in front of you, and you know none of them are going off, but you could have a whole sea of ghosts right in front of you just staring at you going, what's that? So, yeah, exactly. It, well, and exactly <laughs> what you guys had tonight. Technology fails sometimes. It doesn't, right. always, it doesn't always work. So, you know, and sometimes things can be manipulated, and sometimes things can't, and sometimes the spirit's just smart enough to not allow itself to be... Or it's tough to manipulate anything, you know, and be off in the distance or whatever. So you really can't always go off of the technology you bring with you. I definitely agree with that. Well, you are listening to Spooky South Coast on AM 1420 WBSM, Fairhaven, New Bedford. Uh, we would normally be taking a break for the network news right now, but we are going to stay with the girls because we only have them for a limited amount of time. Uh, so, you know, because it's Saturday night and they have more important things to do than talk to us. Uh, but we do have some questions. Uh, we have some calls lined up here uh, on, the, on the phone lines, and I think some people would probably want to ask you some questions. So if you're up for it, we can take those calls. Absolutely. All right. And let's see if uh, we'll try and keep everything related to the topic at hand. And uh, if anybody has any questions for anything that doesn't relate to our guests from Prettiest Paranormal, then we can push those off until, uh, you know, between 1230 and 1. We'll, we'll stick around. We'll and do they, a late they show. Could also, they could also, you know, ask us then towards um, our Pretty Paranormal Twitter page or Twitter. And we can, you know, we, follow, we are constantly watching that and we answer any questions that come to us via Twitter or um, the Facebook page or anything as well, too. And we also want to make sure that we let everybody know that if you go to prettyparanormal.net or if you go to indiegogo.com, you can find the link to the campaign to help support this, uh, the idea of coming up with this web show and, and producing a new pilot. There's all kinds of uh, different options and rewards if you do donate. So check that out. We'll discuss that a little bit more uh, later on in the show. But let's see what we have going on here with some of these questions for you. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with the ladies from Prettiest Paranormal. Hello, are you there? Oh, you waited a long time. All right. Well, you can try calling back. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Do you have a question for the ladies? No, but can I just tell you something that, that uh, something that you never heard about? Uh, I had a, uh, something happen in my life about 20 years ago. Um, first, let me tell you this. I'm uh, 77 years old. I have not drank or smoked in 41 years. Okay. God bless me. My, my physical being, is, uh, body is fine. My daughter was dating this young boy about 20 years ago, and he kept beating her up and everything. So I had to get her out of the house, and I was a little frightened because this man drank a lot. So what I said, I said, well, because things happen through my life. But anyways, uh, I prayed to the Holy Mother of God and uh, Jesus Christ himself, and I asked him, please help me to get my daughter and my granddaughter out of the house away from this man. While I was working, I said 1,000 Hail Marys. A thousand? Forget how far back that was between the the actual happening of it. I did end it up, uh, before I went to uh, do this job, do this, uh, he... uh, he, he had, I went to an old, oh, I had to go to an old school that I went to in Fall River, which uh, was my screen school. I was a young kid at the time mm-hmm. when things like this happened. I don't mean to rush you along, but we do have the ladies for just a limited amount of time, so. Yeah, okay. Well, anyways, um, I was to go to that school and meet this and meet God. Jesus Christ was coming to talk to me. Well, let me tell you what. If I'm lying, may God take me right off this telephone. I, I heard the sky open. I was petrified, petrified. The, I can't even put this into words. He came to me, and the, the sky opened, and he said, Fred, 
everything's going to be all right. And let me tell you something. You do not know. You do not. Nobody knows fear the way I felt for, the, for what happened to me that night. And one thing happens to me through my life. If I dream of blood, within three days, it's going to be an accident. Hey. Well, hopefully you don't have that dream anytime soon. No, I know. I asked God to take it from me. Well, I thank you very much for the call. Okay, have a nice night. You take care. You too. And uh, Heather and Pilar, welcome to the paranormal. (laughs) Hello there. Yeah. You know, it's it's really funny because I people sometimes think that I'm absolutely crazy when I tell them I have this very intense dream or this this is going to happen because it happened in my dream. And a week later... It happens, and people say, people always say, like, you just dreamt about it. And I say, I know, guys. Like, you know, it's some, sometimes I think when you're dreaming, you're able to tap into your intuition that you don't listen to whenever you are going about your everyday life. Yeah. So I tell people, dreams are extremely powerful, very, very powerful. And, I agree. And, and you'll find, too, that I think uh, the more that you're involved in this, the more that you investigate. You know, I like to say that I'm psychic as a brick. But the more that you're around this, it raises your consciousness. And, you know, some people like to put a scientific twist on it. And they say, you know, that our, our, our brains are normally operating in the alpha range and that when we are unconscious or when we're close to the paranormal, our brains go up into the beta waves. And I find that that might actually be true because the more that you're around this, the more you will become perceptive to it. Someone like Stephanie, of course, you know, she's born with this ability to perceive spirits and to understand things that we can't see and hear for ourselves. But for the rest of us, the more time we spend around it, the closer we get to being able to perceive it all the time. You know, and there's also, I mean, I studied in in college, I actually studied psychology, and one of the classes that kind of goes along with that was in my biological psychology class where you learn about sleep and the different sleep cycles and everything else, and, um, you know, they, there have been, like, it has been scientifically proven that our dreams can be very real. I mean, there's people who act their dreams out, so, you know, what wakes any, you know, maybe seeing what's going to happen in the future, that's unbelievable in the dream. You know, people actually physically sleepwalking or, you know, in their dream they are driving a car and then all of a sudden they wake up and they're in their car driving. You know, that kind of thing does happen. So it's not so far-fetched to believe that we actually can envision what the future holds while we're sleeping. Yeah, it, 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 that seems to be where I had some of my earliest real paranormal encounters was in the dream state you mm-hmm. know uh, i remember my grandmother coming to me in dreams and yeah and that kind of made me realize all right there's a little bit more to this than i think there is and that kind of led down to the path of the creation of this show so it, yeah every single one of anyone who's been important to me that i've lost i've always i've woken up from a dead sleep knowing that they had passed and my mom to this day every single time i'll wake up by like a piece i'll be upset but i'll wake up like at a piece knowing that they're okay um, but I always know I'll wake up from a dead sleep the second it happens. And it was really weird. Now, so you, you filmed all this footage, you know, a few years ago, mm-hmm. and you started putting it all together. But realizing that you're waiting for the actual webisodes to start shooting, have you yeah. been been able to do a little bit of investigation and or at least gone on some trial runs uh, to see if you can kind of hone yourself a little bit more toward it? Or you're waiting to go in completely fresh once the cameras are rolling? I, well, Harlan actually wants us to go more into, like, he won't tell me one of the places that we want, that, that we'll be going to, because what we really want to capture is the 
the genuine reaction to it. And if we've already been there before, we're kind of already familiar with the layout of the land, the layout of, of the house, the layout of the structure. You know, we almost we almost don't capture that 100% genuine um, reaction. So they haven't told us any of the places that they're anticipating for us to go to. I would love to know because I would love to go during the day. <laughs> and and learn the layout of, of, of everything. If I was scared and running in the dark, the one thing I would want to know is exactly where the exit was. Well, that's so actually they're not common. telling us any of that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, like, per se, gone out and, you know, actively since, you know, pre-production to everything that we're doing. I, I mean, one, I don't live actually in Los Angeles. I live in the San Francisco area now, so I'm sadly away from rest of my group and, you know, just fly in when we're actually getting ready to start, you know, investigating these houses that are in places, buildings that are lined up, the Harlan has lined up. But, um, you know, with being sensitive to everything, I still do have experiences on my own, you know, living in my previous apartment or, you know, just the different places with things happening. Um, but obviously they're not, it hasn't been me actively researching or, you know, investigating the paranormal. It's just happened um, sure, yeah. unwillingly, I guess I should say. I could say. I thought you were going to say. I, I thought... Okay. I was, but... Okay. <laughs> but uh, the, the, uh, you know, the idea of going out there, though, and, and seeing, you know, getting the lay of the land of where you're going to be ahead of time is actually really essential because you mm-hmm. never want to be wandering around in the dark in a place that you're not familiar with. You want to try to see what could be creating false positives for paranormal research before you actually get into the meat and potatoes of the investigation. There's, there's nothing worse than following something, uh, you know, following a, a certain pattern of activity th- for an hour during, during the course of an investigation, only to find out later on that, oh, you know, all this time we've been trying to follow what this EMF spike is, and it's just some faulty wiring in the basement. So it's always you good know, to get in there ahead of time. And we do I get in there before nightfall. We do usually get there between, you know, three or four, so there's still daylight, and we can kind of, you know, talk to the owner, um, you know, of the, of the building that we're actually going to be investigating, hear their stories, their claims, you know, and try to see if there's any history behind any of the claims, and then also walk through, do like a walkthrough, so we, you know, are familiar with it that day, right. but so that we don't, you know, um, go into the, go into the actual investigation with, you know, any tarnished, you know, thoughts or, you know, having, doing too much research to where the fact that we're making these things up in our head that are happening based off of rumors that we've heard, um, you know, for a a time leading up to the actual, actual investigation. Well, we do have a few more calls on the line. We are talking with uh, Pilar and Heather from Prettiest Paranormal, and you can give us a call, 508-996-0500-877-996-1420. But please try and have the questions be related to the ladies and their project because we only have them for about another 20 minutes or so, so we want to make sure that we cover everything that we can with them. Uh, Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Hello, you're on the air. Do you have a question? Hi, do you have a question for the ladies? Yes, I'm a pest caller. You're the person that called before? It's the first time I've ever called that. to the other gentleman that was on the phone. Okay, is is this Rocky? Uh, I don't know if this this is paranormal or not. Is, uh, one, I was at, I was at I was at the beach uh, about uh, 20 years ago, and I cannot swim. 
I saw somebody. I saw somebody drowning. I can't swim. I went into the water. This man weighed about 300 pounds. I'm 180 pounds. And something pulled me out the water because I was drowning. Is that paranormal or not? I, I don't know. Uh, I would say that, uh, you know, sometimes when we're in crisis, things take over that we didn't know that we had. It's hard to explain this because I felt like I, I died that day and God just pushed me out the water. Well, maybe. I mean, if that's the way that you feel, then definitely go with that. Yeah, I, I think people need to trust. I don't know how to answer this question, but there's something there. There's something there, Mr. And, and I thank you for letting me call you. And happy Independence Day. To you as you well. Too. Thank you very much. Thank you. Happy Independence Day to you. I think that people need to genuinely trust their instincts and their intuition as to what happened. I think that that's what, what we're so used to doing is when something weird, abnormal happens to us, we ask everybody, did this really happen? Could this really happen? Or am I just going crazy? And people that haven't experienced that before, they're like, no, that's not what happened. Like, go, oh, you just, you know, your adrenaline kicked in or this kicked in or that kicked in. And sometimes I think you just need to go with you were there. You saw it. You I know still what do really happened. I do it every single time I have a personal experience of my own. I can help other people with theirs all day long, but the minute something happens to me, I actually sit there and try to debunk it and, and figure out how right. it happened. And <laughs> even if I have somebody walk right by me and I can see them physically, I'm like, oh, well, that didn't happen because that must be a reflection of a car driving by. Or, you know, we all have that self doubt and, and, you want to recreate it, but it happens so fast that you don't even realize it. So um, right. I think it's just natural human instinct. You just wonder, wow, did that really happen? And it's still the fear of the unknown, I think, is what gets people. They automatically right. try Absolutely. to explain it away because they're so afraid of what could be or what is well, out there. And I also think they're afraid of what people are going to think about. Absolutely. Yep. And there was a time um, that I was in, in French Lake, Indiana. I was shooting my car show out there and the hotel was absolutely beautiful, and I was getting the best night's sleep I had been getting in forever. And this became one of my favorite places. I said, I'm going to just come back to this place just to relax. And my last day there, as I'm leaving, I hear, as I'm walking towards my elevator, I hear this woman just bawling in the, in the hallway. And I stopped, and I was going to go help her. And then I thought, you know what? Quit being nosy. This isn't your business. So... I kept walking towards the elevator, and she just kept crying harder and harder and harder. So I was like, that's it. I have to go help her. So I went to where the, the crying was coming from, and suddenly it stopped. And I didn't hear any doors open. I didn't hear anything, and I just wrote it off to she just quit crying. But there was nobody in any of the hallways. So I, I get in my elevator to go down, but it goes up. We pick up some people, and then we come back into the third floor, and we stop. And then... The door opens, but nobody was there. And I just made this joke to the other two people that got up, and, that got into the elevator with me on the fourth floor because we went up. And I said, "Oh, welcome, you friendly ghost," or something like that, just playing. And the guys told me, "You know, this place is is allegedly haunted." I said, "No." They said, "Yeah, they're um, they reportedly hear women and children crying." And I was like, get me out of this elevator right now. <laughs> get me out right now. Yep. And it, it turns out that this hotel used to be a monastery, and then it was like a brothel, and then it's like a casino now, and then there's a cemetery 
on the premise. I was like, everybody's packing up. We're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I've had those experiences. Those are fun. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, there's also a reason for why you felt so comfortable there too prior to that, you know. Actually, a lot of experiences are like that. People are just so terrified all the time that they don't realize that most of the time spirits are really welcoming or they are looking for help. They're not yeah, usually right. bad, but people are so quick to judge and, and say, oh, it's, it's evil or it's negative. Yeah, and they just... It's a, it's a normal person. They just Everybody bug wants you. to be heard. Yep. What makes it any different in death? Well, and I, I think part of it, though, is what we're afraid of is what we don't know and what we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. if you are going into this without having uh, a real strong knowledge base for what it is, and yeah, you're going to be afraid. And I realize that when you're putting together television or a web series, sometimes the goal of that is to get that kind of fear on camera. And that sometimes is what people are going for, and that's what they're trying to present to the audience. But other times, too, you know, if you arm yourself with enough knowledge going in, it's the one part people tend to overlook when it comes to paranormal research is the actual research part. They just want to get in there and get their hands dirty and be in a haunted location and try to interact with the spirit without having that firm knowledge base behind them. So I ask you ladies, what have you been doing, uh, whether it be in previous years or now that you're gearing up to go out and actually film the series, what have you been doing to arm yourself with that knowledge uh, heading out into the as field for the first time. I, I would agree that I think that, I mean, the last thing you want to do is ever walk into a place that allegedly has any type of paranormal activity and not know. I mean, if, if something was dangerous, if somebody was, was reporting people getting cut, people getting scratched, anything like that, the last thing I think we need to be doing is going in there and experiencing this type of stuff. And Harlan, our, our producer, he does all the extensive research as far as, you know, exactly what what type of activity, you know, and, and then they, they brief us on everything. Um, and then once we know what location we'll be at, of course, we do whatever it is that we can to do any type of investigating. But I would agree with that statement 100%. The last thing you want to do is go into a haunted place and not know what makes it haunted. Well, we do have another call on the line. We are talking with uh, Heather and Pilar from Prettiest Paranormal, and we have another special person joining us on this line. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Do you you ladies know that voice? I just want to know if Pilar is going to send me my Bugatti. That's what I want to know. Um, if you would, if you would like the Bugatti, you can have the Bugatti. <laughs> it's George. What's going on, guys? Hi, George. How are you? When you doing great. Bugatti, doing great. Uh, you guys sound you. fantastic. Uh, Heather, you'd scare. You almost sound like all the wonderful psychics that are out there that do readings. You have that very hypnotic <laughs> voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and and this is for for those unaware. This is to show my support and uh, you guys at Spooky. Coast are doing an awesome job, and uh, I can't thank you guys enough. And I wish again, pretty paranormal, the best of success. Thank you, George. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, if if I get rescued out of my swimming pool, is that paranormal? Uh, it depends. It yeah, it depends. Yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes you'll talk to God when that happens. Sometimes you won't. So. <laughs> it depends if it's like Pamela Anderson in her red. Have a great um, night. I just want to call in and say hi. All right. Take care, George. Have a good night. That is the the George Lopez that's actually funny and entertaining. 
from Dead Air Radio. <laughs> and uh, he'll actually be at the Ocean State Paracon uh, coming up in two weeks in Harrisville, Rhode Island. So you can come out and check out George. He'll be there uh, with his very special guest and friend, Andrea Perrin from The Conjuring. Uh, so, you know, and that's one of the things that you ladies will have to really get into at some point is starting to get out to some of these paranormal conventions and, you know, the, the quote-unquote rubbing of elbows with other people in the field. Uh, it's a way to really get out and network. I'm really looking forward to that because you know, just hearing other people's stories and other people's experiences and everything, that's what I'm the most um, looking forward to, honestly. And we can we can also find other places to investigate, you know, to add, you know, to film and just to add into, like, our personal experiences as well, you know. I would like, I, anytime I hear somebody say this, this place is haunted and I hear, like, their experience, I instantly want to go there and experience it myself. Well, you'll have to let us know. <laughs> See what there is there, you know, maybe I'll have something different or, you know, right. if I'll even have an experience at all because, you know, there are times where we'll probably go in somewhere and we won't even have one experience the entire night. You know, that I know that does happen. That you know? does happen. More often than not. Yeah. Right. That's why yeah, I did that. I have to say, I, I did do one of the ghost tours in um, Savannah, Georgia, and um, we went, we took the very late, well, the last one. I think it started like at 10. And we, we were even drinking because I said, I don't want any inhibitions. I want to be having a good time and I want to see some serious spirits. And I thought it was one of the most, like, the, the stories behind what would happen in these houses and everything was just so crazy. And I thought for sure I was going to see something. And I saw absolutely nothing. Nobody saw absolutely nothing. I just kept hoping somebody would be sensitive to it. <laughs> Yeah, I went all the way to Georgia and saw nothing. That does happen. It's common. You guys will have to let us know if you're ever in the New England area. We have plenty of ghosts to share. Oh, yeah. I would love to go. I've never actually been to New England, as strangely as that sounds. So, I mean, obviously, I was actually just speaking on, um, you know, Fourth of July was yesterday. And um, I was just talking to my roommate and stuff about how much I want to actually go watch a... um, Re or like a a battle, you know, like whatever, like a whatever they call it, a reenactment of mm-hmm. a battle that happened, and then see if you know that triggers anything later on that night in the actual battlefield, where it you know during the Civil War or whatever, Civil War or you know any of the wars, just to see if that provokes anything and if we capture anything. There's plenty that happens on battlefields without the reenactments. <laughs> right. Yeah, Gettys- Gettysburg, of course. Oh, yeah, I would is... like to see a reenactment of a battle. <laughs> yep. That's we, we have the unique ability here in New England of being able to investigate some of the oldest places in the country, at least as far as the right. the white settlers are. We we get the chance to investigate a tavern that was built in 1690. And oh, so wow. it's, wow. it's seen every day of this country's history uh, since before we were even a country. So to be able to go to a place like that and to interact with you know revolutionary war era spirits is is uh it's pretty special yeah i mean that was yeah. a, again something another connection i come from a military family so that could you know it's another one thing that i am you know i'm interested in is in our history but the fact that my great-grandparents and grandfathers uncles brothers everyone's been in the military and been to some type of a war same here. able to see something <laughs> that you know, they've a similar thing that they might have been in, which would be really awesome. <laughs> 
And one of the questions that I'll ask you, we only have a few minutes left, but do you feel that being a team of five women, do you want to investigate locations where it might be specifically tied into female spirits uh, and into that feminine side of things, or are you kind of open for anything? Because, you know, we've got the Lizzie Borden house out this way, and, and there's the Jenny Wade house in uh, in, in really Gettysburg. There. So there's, yeah. the, ver- there's a lot of locations here on the East Coast that are very specific to a female presence. The Houghton Mansion, of course, uh, has a has a female spirit as well. So there's all these places where there is that female spirit said to reside. Does it matter to you or do you want to try to make that connection? To me, it doesn't really matter. I want to investigate as much as possible, but I do feel that since we are all women, um, the spirits in those locations would probably be more willing and comfortable coming to us with the sense that it's all women and they can, you know, we can relate to what they were feeling or what happened to them, you know, where as women, women are a little bit more sensitive to problems that other women, you know, experienced emotions and everything else. So, but then also on the flip side, you know, say it's, we're at a place where, you know, there was a serial killer who targeted women and his spirit's supposed to be there. That's probably five women being in that building is probably going to trigger something being as though we were his target while he was alive, you know. So I think that it being all women in general, no matter where we are, something will occur. But I think it would be very interesting to go to these places where it's, you know, more of a woman spirit that's lingering. I I never actually really thought about that. That's the first time anyone's ever asked us that question. And I think we finally made it in the radio world here in our ninth year. We got a Baba Booey in the chat room. It's not the same as somebody calling in and saying "ba ba booey," but we got one for the first time. <laughs> I, I just noticed that here. Uh, one question that I have for you, and, and when we had Irina on the line, she had mentioned wanting to use a ghost box uh, in investigations. What type of equipment are you planning on, you know, hitting the ground running with when you do start filming the web series? I know that they have a list of of all the ones that we have. I know that you know the typical EMF readers, all those. Um, I I really want as little equipment. I know that it's something we have to have, but I really want as little equipment as possible because it's so much, and and yes, I understand that you go in there first and you get the original readings, but, I mean, everything from just having your cell phones on you, and if you tell Tina Jordan she can't have her cell phone on her to be taking selfies, (laughs) good luck with that. (laughs) Even in the dark? Even in the dark, you do not know Tina Jordan. I wish that she could. We call her Malibu Barbie. Like she's <laughs> she's an absolute love, and she is she's very very open. As much as we we teach her, and we have so much fun with her. She's very open to paranormal activity. She's very sensitive to it, but um, she's certainly the super silliest one of the group. So and I, I just. And the more things that I have in my hand, anytime I get spooked, I, I don't want them falling all over the place. But I mean, we are going to have, um, you know, all the all the typical equipment. Um, I mean, me personally, I would be part of with the camera and um, a recorder just to record EVPs <laughs> and not mm-hmm. have, you know, all the other uh, motion sensors and you know all the ghost, the spirit box, and all these other things that you know would essentially warn us to something coming so then one 
our reactions aren't organic, and two, you can't, again, always go off of all the gadgets and the technology used, um, but your experience and what you're feeling and seeing with your own eyes and through the camera and what you're capturing on a digital recorder, like, those are things you can't dispute. Um right. And, you know, well, people still will warn though. Be, you that something's coming, then be prepared really for that. Off. They will pick it apart. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, but, you know, well, you know I had I had something happen to me with the, with the motion detector when I was in my house for having for my security system and my dog and I were on my couch and all of a sudden I felt like somebody was watching me and nobody was in my house but me and my dog. And all of a sudden I just start seeing my motion detector, the light start flickering and my dog looks up. And just kind of looks at me, and I was like, I know, monkey, I feel it, too. And I was like, oh, my God, please pass, please pass. But it was, you know, through the motion detector that I at least knew that what I was feeling was some type of energy that was also being picked up on the motion detector. But. Well, we, we have a paranormal events company that's called Legend Trips, where we take people out to ha- historic haunted locations, and we raise money for these places. We've raised over $20,000 uh, over the last few years to help benefit these places, and we have all the bells and whistles. And when we go to these events, I find that I hand them all out to people, and I say, here, you use these, because I don't. it doesn't matter to me anymore what equipment I might have with me, because when I'm there, I'm really just using myself. And I'm having right. personal experiences because I've realized that no matter what I capture, it's never going to convince people that don't want to be convinced. So for me, yeah, it's more right. about just having my own experiences, and hopefully people can see the way that it's happening to me and then experience it for themselves. And if somebody's experience is the same thing that you're, you've experienced or something similar, that's enough validation right there. Absolutely. All right, well, ladies, we thank you so much for joining us. We do have Harlan on the line, so we'll have him get into a little bit more of the details uh, about the campaign and and some of the fundraising efforts uh, in that regard. And we'll let you guys get on with your Saturday night, because I know it's early out where you are, so the night is young. Wonderful evening. Thank you so much for um, having us call in and chat with you guys this last hour. I really appreciate that. Well, thank you for joining us. Enjoy your Saturday nights now while you can, because you'll be spending them all in the dark real soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys, so much. Have a wonderful evening. You Take too. care, ladies. Uh, that Bye. is Heather and Pilar from Prettiest Paranormal. And now joining us on the line, we have the executive producer of Prettiest Paranormal, Harlan Freeman. Hello, Harlan. How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having our cast on. Appreciate you guys on this fabulous day after Independence Day. Well, we're glad that you could join us and that the ladies could as well, especially where, as I had mentioned to them, you know, there's a lot of controversy surrounding the show already, which, of course, you know, from a, a, the idea of getting eyes on the program, that's a great thing. Uh, but, you know, did you realize when you got involved with this that the paranormal community can be, let's face it, pretty catty? Well, absolutely. And, and that's okay, because the great thing about paranormal is, like you say, there's no definitive yes, there's no definitive no. There isn't an exact science to it, you know, and we all do it, myself included, because it's fun and because we want to try to prove that there's something to the non-believers. At least that's why I do it anyway. Right, but you can't, you kind of got to give up that idea after a while because, man, the more skeptical they are, the, just the, the more they're going to never want to have their minds changed. Well, but yes and no to that. I mean, look how many paranormal shows are on TV right now. That's not accidental. I mean, clearly there's a lot of people that are watching it, and, you know, there's a great deal of different reasons why they're watching it, but they're all watching it, I think, because at the end of the day, they're curious, you know. You know, there's roughly 2,500, give or take, you know, paranormal groups in in America today. 
There's no way the great ratings that are happening on all these different shows on all these different networks are just being sustained from that group of people. It's far larger than that. Right. I would argue that most of those people aren't watching these shows anymore. Yeah, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. I'm in the middle of casting uh, a couple of shows right now, and, and certainly there have been several people who have responded to our casting notices with some very like, oh, we don't do TV <laughs> type of thing. Right. And, and, you know, that's fine. Different strokes for different folks. And the way that I look at it is, is when I was putting together this show, this cast, I said, I want to do something different from all the others. I wanted to show real, genuine emotions. So that meant I needed to have new paranormalists as opposed to seasoned paranormalists. Okay. Um, I, I knew that I wanted to try to appeal to uh, women power um, because there's, you know, all the shows are all predominantly male-oriented cast, so I wanted to try to do something different there because I think it's important to show because, you know, I, I from what I understand is something like 50% of all the paranormal groups are, are women anyway, so I'm kind of surprised that there aren't more on TV, uh, and I wanted to be edgy. I wanted to be controversial. I wanted to, because you're not going to watch TV for the same old, same old, right? Right, and you want to have, if you're going to be in a genre where there already are other programs, you know, it's easy when you're the first. It's easy when you're Ghost Hunters, and I realize that that wasn't really the first, but it's the first of this wave. So it's easy when you're them to kind of set the bar and set the standard of how things go, but everybody that follows has to find their own niche. And it seems like you've been able to find that niche uh, with the women that you've been able to cast, both as newbies and being former Playmates. Absolutely. And, and you know, I met with a lot of Playmates, and you know, it was fun, granted, but, you know, I was after finding women who had a belief, were open to the concept, and, and had some strong opinions, you know, one way or another. And that's how I ended up with this very diverse cast, is they run the spectrum on their belief patterns, you know, they run the spectrum on their religious beliefs, you know, and they all have had a various different amount of experiences, you know. Uh, Irina didn't get to share her friend's experiences. She hasn't had it, but she's had numerous close friends and family members that have had experiences as well. And so, you know, I think that the team of the women, um, I think, will be able to articulate in a very positive way um, paranormally and, and what they find, good or bad. So was the idea then to just find a team of women, or were you specifically looking, you know, amongst the the former Playmate crowd in order to put together this program? Well, you know, my development team and I sat and and went through a variety of different incarnations trying to figure out what would be the right ones. I mean, um, like your radio co-host, you know, being a a psychic and a medium, did I hear that correct? Yes. Yes. you know, I've done plenty of pilots with psychics, and I thought, well, we could go down that path. But I felt, you know, that's probably feels done to me. And, and you know, I, I was trying to find something that was edgy and something that would garner a lot of conversation, you know. And, you know, people make a lot of assumptions about Playmates, um, good and bad. And I figured, you know, it would be electrifying of a conversation already uh, having them do it. So then I'm, I'm assuming then that it wasn't just, you know, these particular five, that these particular five are the ones that you selected, but there was probably more of an interest uh, across the spectrum, and, and you had to whittle down to these five. 
Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I I want to say I had probably met close to fifty or sixty playmates, um, from very recent ones to ones that are you know much you know senior type of thing. And you some know, of the some of the ones from like the first year. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that. We, we, you might actually be contacting some of them when you're out in the field. I think. <laughs> well, there there are some playmates you know that are rumored to have taken their own lives. So. Mm. You know, um, from a long time ago. So certainly, you know, that is in that realm of possibility. You know, the, the uh, Playboy Mansion is allegedly haunted, you know. So uh, there's a variety of different opportunities, certainly from that standpoint. But, yeah, I met with a great many women. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, I was looking for ones that were smart, that were articulate, that wore their emotions on their sleeve, and, and were confident. And I feel... Of all the ones that I met with, these five as an ensemble seem to fit perfectly. And when you were, you know, when you find them and you feel they're the perfect fit, and I had asked them if they felt like they had the need to take on certain roles or if that's going to come organically, did you kind of already see certain uh, roles and certain positions that they could fill when, they, when you were putting together the team? You know, one can be skeptical, one can be this, one can be that. Certainly, you know, each one of them brings a different personality trait to it. You know, um, Angel is very motherly and nurturing and very much, you know, there to be the, the protector of the girls as a group. You know, uh, Irina, she's a very confident, very outspoken, very willing to, like, lead the charge type of a personality. And these were all organic within, you know, their style. You know, Tina... She is the happy-go-lucky, fun, dynamic, you know, uh, type of personality. But she will surprise you with how really smart she is. You know, when you, you talk to her, you might think, oh, she's just a Barbie. And then she'll turn around back-to-back off of something funny with something, like, really serious and really smart. And you're like, wow, that's awesome, you know. Um uh, Pilar and, and Heather, you know, they each bring, you know, Pilar's Catholic. You know, she was raised Catholic. So, you know, I think that brings a whole interesting dynamic to, you know, going out in the field. Um, and, you know, Heather, she's kind of like a tomboy where, you know, she's rough and tumble, but she also has one hell of a intuition, you know, which we saw, you know, when we did the original pilot several years ago. Well, I mean, and not to put this on you then, but one of the criticisms is that, you know, these five ladies are trying to uh, jump on this bandwagon and to, to, to make themselves into something based on the paranormal field. And I, I guess in fairness, if anybody wanted to say anybody's jumping on the bandwagon, it would be you. And that's your job working in television. You're supposed to find what people are interested in and create programming that fits that. Absolutely. I mean, look. Somebody had to find the group from Ghost Hunters. Somebody had to find, you know, all these other different groups, whether they were doing it or how much they were doing it or what they weren't doing it, you know, or how they were doing it. It all had to start with some development executive, you know. And the goal for me is to find people who are genuine and have a honesty to them and, and move them forward within whatever it is we're developing the show around. And in this case is, you know, these girls all either believe or want to believe 
They all have a genuine interest in learning. They all have a genuine earnest in trying to help people who need help. And so it seemed to fit that bill. You know, um, you know, would they be doing this uh, without me? Probably not in the same organized fashion, but all of them, you know, like Pilar mentioned, she, you know, she chose to go on that ghost tour. It wasn't an accident. Sure. She chose to do it. Yeah, and, and, and just, you know, people are naturally drawn to the subject matter, uh, and then an opportunity comes where they can put that to good use, well, then so be it. I mean, I, I, like I said, uh, you know, there's a lot of cattiness in the field, there's a lot of jealousy in the field, and, and people look at it as, uh, instead of being that they're getting the opportunity because someone created a show, it's more like they're trying to get themselves a TV show because that's what so many people do in the paranormal. They they try to market themselves and get themselves on television, and they don't realize that's not exactly how it works. Well, it's a yes and a no. Like I said, I'm, I'm casting three new paranormal shows in addition to, you know, Pretty Paranormal. Um, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, we need to find the right personalities with the right skill sets because that's what makes interesting television. And, you know, from my perspective is anything that keeps paranormal on television, whatever that show is, whether it's ours or someone else's, is good for the overall genuineness of, of everybody. Because if it goes away, you know, I think that's not a good thing. That's not pushing forward. That's taking a step back. I do want to give you the opportunity to let everybody know about the Indiegogo campaign and some of the rewards that they can get for contributing, but we do have a, a call on the line, so let's see if it's a question for you. Sure. Oh, I just cut him off by accident. I forgot to lock him in, uh, so hopefully he can call back. Uh, do you have a question for Harlan? Um, hey, 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 it's Big Jim Baltimore. Hey, hey, Big I Jim. just want to take him and just make a statement real quick. You know, uh, you know, for all all these different TV shows, you know, if you've been in the paranormal field for for a number of years, like I have, and like Reed has, you know, you you bet there you're eventually going to be on television. You know, either it's through my ghost story or a paranormal witness or some other television show. And like in our case, it was The Haunted. And uh, you know, and with a lot of that, you know, the producers have to sell these television shows to these networks, and they're going to have to pump up these shows. So basically, they're going to take liberties in a lot of these things. And yeah, you know, I wish everybody well on on their future endeavors with these television shows. But really, uh, when it comes down to it, how how far are we are we going to be going out there? Are we going to be going out there looking for the uh, the next RuPaul's uh, Amish Mafia uh, Ghost Hunter show? Is it is it what we're we'll looking for? Well, that I mean, sounds, that sounds like it'd at least be entertaining. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be. But I mean, how far are we are we going to have to jump a shark before you finally call it quits? You know, and, you know I understand. They're in the in the field for a long time and and never gotten never looked for for notoriety or never went out there and promote themselves and they go out there and they do genuine work. But then you have people who are just coming into it and they and, I, and there's other reasons behind that. I just hope they're not going to be wearing you know skimpy outfits like bikinis and high heels like they did on that one episode of Ghost Hunters when they were with the the the, the Housewives of, of Atlanta. I mean, that right there, that, that cheapens the whole thing. And I just uh, just want to, want to throw my two cents worth in there with you guys. Well, thank you, Jim. And uh, we do have Harlan back on the line. So I don't know, Jim, if you want to uh, respond to that or if, Jim, you have any direct question for Harlan? Um, I just, just want to just hope that we can actually have something out there that's going to be um, more geared towards, yeah, you want to have an entertaining show, but you also want to be educational about it. And you'll be respectful about it. I mean, there's a lot of people, a lot of good people out there in the paranormal field right now. 
And uh, really, we should be able to reflect on those people there and, and the good that they're doing instead of someone who's just getting into it for for uh, for, for, for convention attending purposes. All right, well, thank I you. I agree with thank you. you I, I think that there's room for all different types of shows. Um, you know, I, I don't think anything we're going to do is going to be disrespectful. I, the girls certainly aren't going to be wearing bikinis or high heels. Um, they're, and they're certainly not going to be wearing black T-shirts. <laughs> that's, that's for sure, too. Um, well, it's a good and, idea with IR. You don't want to do that. <laughs> um so from the standpoint of, you know, what we're trying to do is just to show a fresh perspective, you know, um, they're newbies. And I think showing passion and enthusiasm for paranormal investigating is a good thing, whether it's five smart, beautiful women or if it's, you know, five dudes from the South with beards and Southern accents. Right, well, hopefully uh, that... that Answers your question a little bit, Jim? A little bit there. Uh, thanks, guys. Have a good night there. Right. Take it easy. Thanks. Go you ahead. too. And uh, say hi to Reforce. That is uh, Big Jim, and uh, he has been a long-time investigator, and he's been involved in a number of different projects, uh, and we've had him on the program in the past. Uh, but that is one of the things that a lot of people uh, feel in the paranormal, Harlan, is that you know they've been doing work for a long time, and they haven't had that spotlight put on them. I think it's lost on people, though, a lot of the times that just doing the work isn't enough to get a spotlight necessarily. Sure, you know, you should be respected and revered in the field if you've been giving something positive to it for many years. But in terms of being on television, getting a television show, it's not just about being a great investigator. It's about being a personality. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll give you an interesting analogy to it. I hear all the time from my friends and relatives, how come reality TV can't be feel good? How come it can't be something that makes people happy and smile and, and, and you know, that kind of thing? And, and my answer to them is, is I'll name off ten shows to you right now that all aired, that all got canceled, that were all feel good because the viewers didn't watch it. Right. That's the bottom line. It has to be entertaining. Whatever that version of entertainment is, it has to be that first and foremost. Otherwise, it's a documentary. And that's okay. There's awesome documentaries that are out there. And so for that dry educational aspect of paranormal investigating, make a documentary. But that's not what television's for. And television's to entertain you while propelling a story forward that hopefully is based in truism. And those are the kind of shows that I try to create and develop for TV. And and no you know, no network is going to want to put a show on uh, if, if, you know, if you're familiar with actual paranormal investigation and what goes on, no network would ever want to air raw footage of an investigation because people would just be bored to death in, in changing the channel. You know, everybody complains about how a baseball game is exciting when you're there in person, but when you're watching it on TV, it can really drag out. And it's the same thing with a paranormal investigation. You know, if it's a nine inning paranormal investigation, there might only be three hits in the entire entire investigation, uh, and the rest of the time you're just kind of sitting there on your thumbs. And I think that that's uh, what people don't realize, and so that's why they're looking for, you know, yes, you can have a paranormal team that goes out there and does work, but if there's not some sort of conflict amongst the investigators or some sort of, you know, storyline that goes beyond just looking for ghosts, then it's not going to be entertaining for people. 
And, you know, as a guy who's been out in the field numerous times, there's a lot of just nothing. Exactly. And, you know, and, that, and that's not entertaining to anybody who's in the field, let alone watching on TV. Right. We're the ones that are just sitting there saying, come on, just something happened. Anything. <laughs> anything. And, anything. And imagine, you know, 350,000 people watching that episode at home thinking the same yep. thing. So yeah, that's, that's like the equivalent of watching the Super Bowl where, you know, nobody gets a first down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This would be a boring game to watch. We've had a few of those Super Bowls uh, the last few years. but <laughs> So now, Bob, as we mentioned with the ladies, you know, with the web series, obviously you want to create this with the idea of getting some eyes on it and hoping that a network will pick it up. I know part of the campaign is to produce a new TV pilot, uh, but also, you know, you, you have the – creativity and the freedom uh, creatively with the web series to kind of put your vision of how the show should be together and then hopefully that's what appeals to a network and, and to viewers. So you do have the opportunity to kind of shape this and mold it the way that you see it. Absolutely. And my creative team, we've talked, we have a very clear vision on how we want to do it different, um, how we want it to feel different. Um, we're definitely going to have more of a Blair Witch vibe to it, a very self-contained, intimate uh, video style to it that I, I think will make it more personal for the viewers. Um, and then there's some storytelling skills that we're going to be, you know, uh, taking cues from big feature films and, and how they've told their stories uh, that we couldn't normally do for TV uh, to show it in a completely different way. So, you know, we're very excited to show a very different style paranormal show that the web will allow us to do that we probably couldn't do on television, honestly. And you're looking to raise 50000 to at least get the first uh, three webisodes produced, plus a new sizzle reel, plus a pilot. Uh, so, and people have, we have just about a week left to contribute to that campaign. What are some of the perks that people can get if they do contribute? Well, you know, there, there's all the usual suspects of, you know, T-shirts and memberships and stickers and, and posters and things like that. You know, uh, you can have lunch with any one of the four, uh, excuse me, five cast members. Um, and so I think that's a pretty unique experience. Um, there are set visits that are out there that I think are pretty unique also. Um, and a few other ones that you can go to Indiegogo, Pretty Paranormal, and, and check it out. And uh, you can definitely check it out uh, for yourself, including, you know, if you really make some, some major donations, you get the chance to be an associate producer, a co-executive producer. Uh, but one thing that I just want to point out about the lunches, it's, on, it's a $750 donation in order to have the lunch with one of the cast members. But I got to think, even if you are donating $750, if you're out to lunch with a former Playboy Playmate and the check comes, you better be picking up that check. You know, don't 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 just look at at, uh, at Pilar or Heather or one of the ladies and look at them like, okay, you're you're going to get this right. Because when are you ever going to get to go out to lunch with a Playboy Playmate again? Pick up the check. Don't be cheap. Never. <laughs> yeah, I would. Now me, I would go to the bathroom when the check comes, but I just do that for everybody. It doesn't matter who it is. I wasn't going to tell on you. <laughs> but, yeah, there are lots of great perks for people if they want to donate. And, uh, and and it's important, too, when you do that to feel, even if you you know just donate a small amount, even if you just get involved with something as simple as a $10 donation to say that you were part of it, you know, it, it, it helps and it gives you a voice in saying, yes, I was part of 
this being made. And it makes you feel like you have a little bit more of, uh, you know, a little bit more of a say than just being a regular viewer. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the reason that I put in for those two higher um, title positions is if there's somebody out there in the paranormal world that's really passionate about, you know, investigating and really believes that they can make a difference and, and you know, help shape our show, I say bring it on. You know, if that's the way you feel and feel strongly about it, throw down your contribution and let's hear your voice. One thing that I noticed that was, I think was there before, but got removed, was there was the opportunity to pay to be on the show uh, to be considered a paranormal expert. And I'm glad that you got rid of that option, because there's a lot of hacks out there in the field that I think would have led you astray, uh, just in order to get their names out there a little bit more. Um, I agree, and that's why my team and I took it down, is exactly that reason, is we we want the real deal, the, the real investigators, the passionate investigators, and the experienced ones, and, and not the hacks, as you say. Now, as being one of those people, uh, I at least like to think of myself as one of the real deal people in the field, uh, you know, I should say for my fellow brethren in the field that, yes, you know, we should actually be paid for being on the show. But I will give you this inside secret. Most of us are happy to just do it for some pizza. <laughs> That's, sometimes that's well, all that it takes. In Los Angeles isn't very good, so we'll have to do better for you. <laughs> well, maybe maybe some uh, some sushi or something. But then again, I think a lot of people in the paranormal field would just be happy to hang out with five former playmates as well. I can tell you, it's certainly entertaining. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Harlan, for joining us, and please keep us up to date with everything that's going on. PrettyParanormal.com. I'm sorry, PrettyParanormal.net is the website, and I know that, uh, that there's probably going to be some changes with that going forward. I know the name is kind of in flux right now. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, we're thinking about having all the fans decide at the end of the day. Kind of putting it out to a vote to see what name they like the best or giving you suggestions for a name? Exactly. Yeah, because, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. As somebody who is, you know, a, a fan of all things paranormal, I think that you're really – I understand the vibe that you're trying to create with the name, but I think you're kind of hurting yourself. You're shooting yourself in the foot by calling it that right away because you're opening yourself up to criticism. You know, you're opening – and people are going to judge it before they even get the chance to view it and, and decide for themselves. All right, uh, fair enough. All right, Tim, your hey, your shot. What would you call it? Just giving you a suggestion. Well, no. See, now I'm a writer, so I can't do that. <laughs> I, I I can't give I can't give unsolicited uh, information because then you know next thing you know I'll get fired from from my other job. I do agree, though. It's almost like stereotyping yourself before anybody else can. All right. Well, fair enough, um, but we're here talking about it, and I guess Absolutely. that means it's, it works. It is working. That's for sure. Yes. It definitely is. Well, uh, we thank you so much, Harlan, for joining us again. Good luck with the project. Keep us up to date with everything that's going on. Now, if this, you know, if you don't meet the goal in the next six days, I know that with some crowdsourcing sites, they allow you to, to keep going and to extend the time. Does Indiegogo do that, or is it six days and that's it? Uh, we are going to be making something no matter what. Okay. That I can 100% say. Whatever funds that we have are all going toward taking the next step to keep this project moving forward. So it's definitely happening, but we still need you to make a donation and to help out and to you know at least give a little bit so that you can say that you were part of something. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. All right. Thank you, and you have a great night. That is Harlan Freeman. He is the executive producer of... Prettiest paranormal, pretty paranormal, whatever. You know, we'll see where it ends up going. But uh, for right now, uh, that's 
you can find out everything about the program from prettyparanormal.net, and you can also look up Pretty Paranormal on Indiegogo if you want to make a donation. Stephanie, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now since this first came out, you and I privately, and we've seen a lot of discussion about it online. I've got to ask you now, coming away with it, talking to Harlan, talking to the ladies, what are your thoughts on this program and, and what they're trying to do? I personally feel, obviously because, you know, the controversy and stuff on social media, all the stuff going around, and um, I think they're very genuine. I enjoyed speaking to them. Um, If you look at their backgrounds, if you check out their website, they all have industry backgrounds. They are all working as professionals, whether it's actresses, um, all different types of, when I, I said all different hats, they literally have resumes, long resumes, just with professional industry um attachments to it so this is something that is not out of their norm this is something that they auditioned for they they put the work into just like they put the work into for every other television show that they've been a part of um playboy different things like that so they're only doing what they normally do um but they do seem to have an interest. They do seem to have a passion for it. So I'd like to see where it goes. I'd like to, I'm, I'm not one to judge. I'm always the one for the underdog anyway. So I think anybody deserves a shot. I think we should all embrace each other and everybody should stop being catty. And if anybody does have an issue with it, hey, go out there and do the work yourselves. And, and if that's where you want to be, then do that work, put the effort in, and you can be there too. Nothing's stopping you. Matt Costa, you are the cattiest bitch I know. And I can say that because it's almost 1 a.m., so I can say bitch, but I also say caddy. Uh, not because you are you – know, it's not that you are a person who is caddy, but I say that because right, you right. love cats. I do. But uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say bitch on the air. That's okay. So the, the, I'm kind of jealous. That I, that I said it first? Yeah, if you told me I could do that, I mean – I don't, I'm not t- technically sure that we can, but I just figured I would give it a try and see oh, what happens. Yeah, let's see that. But, I mean, what are your thoughts on it? Is I know that you don't watch a lot of paranormal TV, but you right. do watch a lot of, you know, nudity and I Playboy do. Channel <laughs> and things <laughs> like that. Not that you, you know. So, not judging uh, you. I don't have cable. I, I have the internet. I'm just messing with you. Well, I mean, but what do you what do you think about this idea? I mean, does it is somebody who's in the paranormal field? Uh, or do you take offense to the idea that these people are coming up? Well, with no, this I think I, I think it's it's a TV show. You're going to take it as a t- people should just take it as a TV show. Absolutely. I mean, there's worse things that are on TV than um, a paranormal show with playmates. I mean, it's not like they're going to show boobs or anything. Hopefully. Well, it's a web series, so they could if they wanted to. All right, put it out there. <laughs> All of a sudden, they're getting a donation this from Matt Costa. This is my hint. Right, right. Uh, oh, I no, am- but I mean, there's worse stuff out there. And it seems like they're they're at least trying to uh, like present it in a uh, way that's not going to be terrible. Look, I know that he did not post this up there. Uh, with the idea of having it read on the air. But I'm going to read it on the air anyway, really quickly, because we only have a few minutes left. Listen, Chris, Chris Balzano, former member of the Spooky Crew and uh, and somebody who can look at this kind of thing objectively, here's what he wrote Excuse me, on the Facebook page for Spooky South Coast. Why can't they have their web show? What threat is it to what you do? Seems like another example of people in the paranormal taking themselves too seriously. They say in their promo that they're interested in ghosts and want to bring a fun, spooky twist to looking for them. Who cares and how does it impact you? Other fields of study aren't nearly as threatened by media examples of this. Zoologists didn't freak out and yell out about a junkie hobbit doing a show on animals when Dominic Monaghan got a show doing that, or Wild Boys for that matter. If those ladies had said that they wanted to explore and have fun at historical spots or take a fun approach to scientific things, 
beings instead of ghosts, historians and scientists wouldn't care. Also, it seems like there's a lot of comments mentioning them as, and this is his language, sluts, whores, and bimbos, instead of just being inexperienced people. It seems like people who fight being judged all the time are taking time out to judge. So I think that kind of sums things up a little bit uh, for how people are looking at this. In reality, anything that keeps the eye on the paranormal field is probably a good thing. And I think that most people that are watching these shows, they know this isn't maybe the scientific approach to paranormal investigation. This is an entertaining approach to it. And maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe they'll come out. That's what television is. It's entertainment. And we lose sight of that too much because we're so passionate about what we do and we don't want to see it mistreated. But I think it's, I mean, hats off to Chris Balzano for saying what he said because I think he, he wrote it perfectly. But I think a lot of people out there, I mean, especially the ones that are the first to judge, I mean, other people are going to say what they want, but... Um, you just blew it. Why? No, I was telling you we had 10 seconds. Oh. <laughs> that I, does thought, it. I thought you wanted me to be quiet. So no, no, right, that fine. does it for this week's um, show. I'll give up. We won't be on the air next, so it's okay. I'm going to just roll over a little bit here. We'll be fine. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with a live show. You're giving me that look like you give Moniz all the time when he talks over you. I didn't mean to do that. So uh, we will be back in two weeks. We have next week off for a Legend Trips event. Uh, you are listening to AM 1420 WBSM Fairhaven, New Bedford. Until next week, we want you all to stay spooktacular.